guys, and welcome to Watson Champions League. We are very happy because we are back with our favorite competition and, of course, with Dani and Alvaro. How are you guys? Great stuff. Very well, thank you. All good then. And, of course, uh, we want you to make comments in the video or ask any question about the games in the Champions League. We are going to analyze only the Tuesday games in this uh, video. So ask any questions to Dani and Alvaro, and, of course, don't forget to support us by clicking on the like button, subscribing, and of course, click on the bell to get notifications when we do these live videos. You will also have uh, the video analyzing Wednesday games uh, today. But now, time to start with the opening games of this uh, Champions League. And on Tuesday, we have two early kickoffs starting in the Sanchez Pijuan, Sevilla, Red Bull, Salzburg, Alvaro, Sevilla. They rested in the weekend because all the international break, the South American players uh, couldn't uh, arrive on time. They were playing against Barcelona, but Lopetegui's men started really well the season. They have Lamela on fire, even scoring goals. And now they have a tough game, I guess, against Salzburg, who already showed last year that they can be a dangerous team and they were this close to qualify against Atletico de Madrid, for instance, in the group stages and in the Austrian Bundesliga, they won absolutely everything. Salzburg, what do you expect here in this opening game for Sevilla in the Champions League? Well, of course, uh, Salzburg has had an impeccable game, an impeccable start, sorry, in the Austrian Bundesliga. They've got a new manager, Matthias Geisle, and uh, they are here for the third successive campaign, so they know what they are doing in the Champions League. But at the same time, they are playing at Sanchez Pijuan against Sevilla. Sevilla is rested. They didn't play in the weekend, as you well said. Uh, I don't know if this is exactly a good thing, because at this stage of the season, maybe players want to play a lot just to uh, get their best fitness. Uh, but... Well, it didn't happen, and uh, I'm sure that uh, everyone is going to be ready for Lopetegui. In fact, as far as I know, there are no bad team news for Sevilla. All the good players are ready there. Um, Sevilla played active, even though they didn't uh, play football in the weekend. They played a friendly last week against Alaves. Uh, uh, that gives you a little bit uh, for the players to, you know, not to get leggy, to get a little bit of football temperature as well, interlegs. So I think that Sevilla, they are coming to this game very well. Sanchez Pijuan will be showing a 60% capacity, which is something that we are missing a lot in Spanish football. Finally, we're going to have a decent crowd in the ground and we're going to have a summery atmosphere because uh, the game is in the afternoon. It's still the summer in Sevilla. It's going to be hot. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is going to be quite a good uh, game. Uh, I don't know if Sevilla, who have uh, had a great summer in terms of signings, uh, they have improved their lineup with their signings. Because I believe that they have, uh, what they have done, they have strengthened the squad, but they haven't signed any big star. But I think that the, 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 the signing policy of Sevilla this summer makes them more equipped to win a long tournament like the league than to win the Champions League, if that makes sense. Because none of the players that they have arrived, they are so good. They are just very good team players, the likes of Lamela, Delaney. Are they big stars? No. Uh, and do they make your squad better? Definitely, yes. But for the Champions League here, I think that for this game in particular, Sevilla playing at home against Salzburg, I'm going to back them here. And it is very important for them to start with the, with the win, because this is, in my opinion, the group of death in the Champions League. Not for the quality of the opponents, but for the um, how equal they are all of them. I think this is going to be very tight between Sevilla, Salzburg, Lille, the French champion, and Wolfsburg, who are top in the Bundesliga. So, a clean sheet for Sevilla, I like it. That pays 280. And do I believe that Sevilla is going to win? Yes. 
then I'm going for a win to nil. That pays 330. I think uh, this is, uh, as I said, Alvaro, this is the most balanced uh, group. Anyone can win it. Anyone can finish uh, bottom. Uh, Salzburg, yes, impressive. Seven, seven out of seven in the Austrian league. Is he really a test? I mean, they won the league last year with six, seven games to spare. Uh, but, you know, I think he's remarkable for a team that lost the manager, Jesse Marsh, uh, went to Leipzig. They lost the two best players, uh, Paston Daka and Wepu, both went to the uh, to the Premier League. You know, it's difficult for a team like Salzburg. They need to rebuild pretty much every season because they almost are uh, La Cantera of Leipzig or other big teams that, you know, uh, it must be frustrating for them. However, second time in a row that they are in the group stage of the Champions League, they negotiated very well against Brandby, a bit sluggish in the first leg, secure win in the second leg, what I saw. Interesting signing, though, this summer, Nicolas Capaldo, 22 years old, from uh, Boca Juniors. I think, you know, they scouted well. This is one of their uh, strengths. Last six European games for them, a bit of a mixed bag. Two wins, one draw, three defeats. But let's not forget, this was a team that last year, up until the very last game, was in contention with Atletico Madrid to go through. And there is also another important stats. They always scored away. They always score goals. They are often high-scoring games. And, you know, I think they could score, they could nick a goal in the Sanchez pitch one. I'm going to go for an over, quite high, three, over 3.5 goals to 60. Goals in Sanchez Pizjuan, in your opinion, Alvaro is not seeing uh, Sevilla conceding and the other game we have an early kickoff on Tuesday in Switzerland, Young Boys uh, Man United, we are going to see Cristiano Ronaldo with the Red Devil t-shirt in the Champions League, his favourite competition, but as uh, Tom Rennie was telling us in the Premier League show, Cristiano Ronaldo to score, to score, to score against Newcastle in his debut and of course he made it, but now, Danny, this is a good test for Man United because they've been very disappointed in the last uh, Champions League. Last season, they lost against uh, Istanbul, Basak Sekir, and that, at the end, led them to play the Europa League. They were kicked out in a very different, uh, difficult group with PSG Leipzig. That's why they cannot fail in the pitch of the fourth of the Swiss League right now, young boys. A team that scored a lot, as uh, you were analysing with us, Danny, in the preview, especially against Ferenbaros. We saw a really good uh, preview game. Uh, what do you expect here? Man United to commit the same mistakes as last season or not? I would be surprised if they do. And if they do, there's a sign that the, the team has not matured and Solskjaer is not the man for them. Uh, let's be clear. I don't think the problem for Man United last season was scoring goals. They were the second best attack in, in the Premier League. And in the Champions League, they went out of the group stage despite scoring 15 goals. The problem is that they conceded too many and they conceded some ridiculous goals, especially when playing away, especially the goal at Istanbul, Basak Shekir. That's a, that's, that's a shame for a team like Manchester United. So far, they scored plenty, scored 11 in four games. Uh, yes, of course, at the weekend they were going to win against a Newcastle team that really uh, were not set up to hurt them. However, they caused them problems because the problem with Manchester United is that they haven't strengthened the 
midfield and with Ronaldo playing in the free role a bit on the left a bit on the on, on the center as well and having Sancho Fernandez that means the Pogba needs to be the deep lining holding midfielder alongside Matic and um and uh, the other one the, the name escapes at the moment but you McTominay. know a McTominay, of course, or uh, another one that, again, I'm forgetting the name. But yes, yes. I don't think... Sorry, the memory. But I don't think neither of those two are very comfortable in that position. I don't think Pogba is very comfortable running back, tracking the runners, uh, doing too much of the uh, dirty works. You know, they are clearly favorites. Uh, they're going to score goals. Last year, though, in the Champions League, no clean sheets away. So for those reasons, I'm going to back a bit Young Boys, which is a team uh, we all fancy. We all know uh, what they can do. Uh, they are, again, another high-scoring team, both to score 190. Well, also Dan is telling us both teams to score because of these problems of uh, Man United. Uh, Tom Rennie, actually, Alvaro always says uh, back Man United uh, to win, uh, conceding first also because they are making a lot of mistakes uh, in the back. What do you see here? Well, maybe Manchester United concedes first, but last season they were the team that recovered more points from losing positions. They got 34 points, so they are a guarantee of winning as well. Let's not forget that. Uh, I think at Manchester United, they mean danger. I mean, they've got uh, Bruno Fernandes, they've got uh, Rashford, who is out, okay? Cavani, Cristiano Ronaldo, all the strikers, but Greenwood have scored at least 20 goals one time in one season in their career. Cristiano Ronaldo has done that for the last 10 or 15 years. So they mean danger. They are very dangerous. And against Newcastle, Manchester United was much better than Newcastle. In fact, in Premier League, there are a lot of teams that they are quite coward and they defend a lot and people don't talk about that but you don't see that in Spain you don't see that in Italy but you see that in Premier League because they are going through the same phase that the Spanish teams were going in 2015 when there were the top teams so good that the small teams the only team they were caring about was not to have a heavy defeat so Manchester United this weekend they beat comfortably Newcastle even though there was a 1-1 at some point in the 50th minute but then you know it was a 4-1 Win. Even Lingard scored a goal. Uh, he's a good player, but don't get me wrong. But uh, he played the, the game only for 20 minutes. Then young boys. Well, they are the champions of Switzerland for the last four years. Uh, right now, they are fourth in the league. They haven't started well. Um, and they are in the Champions League after having negotiated the preliminary uh, preliminary rounds. Uh, they beat Ferencvaros uh, to see their, pa uh, their passport to the, to the Champions League. So I think that they are... Uh, a fine side, no more than that. Uh, the coach, we know them, we know him very well, is David Wagner, the guy who kept Huddersfield in the top flight one season, the guy who had a catastrophic next season with Huddersfield in the Premier League, and then the, he couldn't revert the trend of Schalke 04, Schalke 04 uh, in, German, uh, in Germany. So I don't think that they've got the best manager. I really don't think that they've got the best defense to play against Manchester United. And then the team captain uh, Lustenberger and Jean-Pierre uh, and Samet, uh, the, the top scorer last season, they are both yet to, to feature uh, in this campaign due to different injuries as well. So I don't think that they are going to get the win against uh, Manchester United. So I'm going to, for the following markets, they handicap minus 1.5 for um, 
you know, uh, Manchester United is good enough. If they win by two, you win. If they win by one, you lose. Simple as that. Uh, I like that one. And the over 1.5 goals in the second half, I like that too. That uh, duplicates your bet. And uh, let's not forget that Manchester United is scoring a lot of goals. So I can see them just uh, playing free flow football in the second half. Let's talk about goals then. Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Uh, this is probably the game that I'm mostly looking forward to watching in this first uh, match day of the Champions League. Uh, no one can forget uh, that 2-8 result and Bayern Munich, they are on fire in the last uh, games. 27 goals scored in the last five official games, including that 1-4 uh, against uh, Leipzig and Alvaro. We still don't know what kind of Barcelona we are going to see. This season, we only know that the pie has been a great addition. Brentwood is going to be out for this game. And we are not going to see Leo Messi for the first time in a Champions League game with Barcelona. I guess every single Barcelona supporter are afraid of this game, of getting thrashed again, as they were by PSG and by Bayern Munich and by Juventus, by the way, at Camp Nou, also last season. Yes, because 13 months ago, Bayern inflicted an 8-2 to Barcelona, 8-2. So fear... And uh, yeah, uh, being terrified is absolutely justified. Uh, the good thing for Barcelona, the only good thing is that they are going to be a little bit rested because they didn't play this weekend for some administration things. Uh, you know, the South American players couldn't travel back and all that. Uh, Barcelona in La Liga, let's go with them very quickly, okay? They got seven points out of nine. Uh, but in my opinion, they haven't been convincing this season only in the first game of the season against Real Sociedad. They were very good. But then, uh, you know, they drew in Bilbao and Athletic Club Bilbao was better. And then against Getafe at home, two or three weeks ago, they played their worst game or the worst game I remember from Barcelona at home in years against Getafe. So they have been really, 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 really disappointing this season so far. Um, Dembélé, Agüero, Ansu Fati and Braithwaite, the four of them attackers of a different kind, but, but attackers, they are out for this game. So Barcelona is going to play up front with Memphis Depay and Luke de Jong, as, as much as I like Memphis Depay, and I think that Luke de Jong can be a, a useful tool, don't get me wrong, because sometimes having a profile of a striker like this in a team is good. Uh, as much as Luke de Jong, you know, it is eager to show that he can play for Barcelona, that doesn't really uh, instill any fear on a defense uh, with uh, Upamecano, with Lucas Hernandez, with Pavar, and uh, you name them. Uh, there are many good young, strong, quick defenders at Bayern. So, you know, Barcelona is suffering in the transitions because Busquets against Kosovo, we saw that he's not in a great form. Barcelona is suffering in the aerial duels because Gerard Piqué is the only uh, 35, the only strong guy in the air for Barcelona, but Eric Garcia is not. Uh, then whoever plays alongside Piqué is not either. So Lewandowski can fill his boots against Barcelona also in the aerial set pieces. Um, a Bayern beat 4-1 Leipzig this weekend. And nobody talks about Bayern, and I don't understand why. Because last season, the only reason why they were in the Champions League semifinals is because there was an international break in March that took Robert Lewandowski out from the Robert Lewandowski out from the from the game against PSG because he picked an injury. But Bayern was a million times better than PSG in the Champions League quarterfinals. So Bayern there is still strong. They signed Marcel Savitzer as well for a department where they needed to have better players. So yeah, I'm gonna go for the following. Bayern to win the game. Very simple. That pays 213. Or maybe an Asian handicap of minus 1.75 for Bayern. That pays 450. 
I think uh, in this Champions League, there are a lot of top teams that are in transitions, but and Bayern is one of them. But when you have top players and a lot of mix of experience of youth players, players at the peak, the transition just happened a little bit quicker. I mean, they, they are doing things quicker. Nagelsmann is finding the fit, the fit and the results better. At the weekend, they were really impressive against Leipzig uh, 4-1. I think uh, they are complete in all departments. Obviously, it depends how quickly Upamecano is going to settle in the center of defense. Because, yes, they lost Boateng and Alaba this summer. So they lost a little bit of experience. But they kept uh, the core of the team. And they got players like Nyabri, that is their, as his peak. Sané is a real question mark there. But, again, he could improve more. He's got much more to give. Musiala is an interesting player. And, yes, they face a Barcelona team that... Uh, It'll be short in, of talent this uh, this season. I feel uh, it's going to be a difficult one for uh, for Barcelona, even this uh, this group stage. So yes, I think the Bavarians are favorite. I agree with Alvaro, uh, but let's go for both to score in the second half because I still think Barcelona home uh, can make a goal, but uh, Bayern Munich to score a couple. So both to score in the second half. That's two fifty. Dan is telling us that the odds for Bayern are a bargain to. 0.06 and Josie cannot wait for Lewandowski's uh, hat trick. Of course, the Polish he scored also in the. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, we can't wait for that. Wow, Barcelona Bayern Munich fear in uh, Camp Nou with uh, their team uh, being uh, visited by the Bavarian giants. And then let's talk about the. Champions League uh, champion, of course, reigning champion Chelsea. They have an easy game, or it should be easy at home at Stamford Bridge against Zenit. It's true that Zenit, they are top of the Russian League. But, Danny, they were so, 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 so disappointed in the last season in the Champions League that uh, I'm not sure if we can trust the Russian teams in this uh, edition again in the Champions League. And Chelsea, I think they are way better than last season because they have Lukaku and he scores uh, this weekend even a brace against Aston Villa. And of course, because Tuchel, now he has more time to uh, adapt the team for the things he wants to see. Last season, they struggled a little bit in the group stages, but they were with Lampard and they still got the first position in a group with Sevilla. Easy for Chelsea against Zenit. I would say so. Uh, I saw them at the weekend against Aston Villa. They didn't play the best football, but once you have a Lukaku up there, you got a target man. You know, the transition is so quick. Even if you're under pressure, ball long to Lukaku, he holds the ball or runs to the defender, create chances. He's in a great form. So, yeah, Lukaku has definitely transformed the team the last year was missing that killer instinct, was missing that goal scorer. They were not producing enough uh, chances. You know, they didn't score many goals in the Premier League either. So they look like the complete package. Plus, there is the tactical intelligence of Tuchel that can change system, rotate players. So, you know, uh, they must be up there with the favourites to win the Champions League. Zenit, they are unbeaten this season. Only one clean sheet, though, in eight games. So they conceded uh, quite a lot. And last year, 
year they only picked up one point in the Champions League group. It is pretty much the same team. And I think the Russian football at the moment is not living one of these best periods. We also saw with the national team at the Euros, very uninspiring, very sluggish. They're doing better now in the qualifiers with the new manager, with Carpin. Um, interesting signing for Zenit. They picked up Claudinho from Red Bull Bragantino in uh, Brazil. So again, the midfielder can organize the player. An experienced team led by Deja Lovren at the back. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna go out against the odds of Zenit to win is too much, but Zenit St. Petersburg Asian handicap plus two. It could be interesting because you know it could be a small win for Chelsea, considering you know a lot of fixtures now, maybe a bit of rotation. So Asian handicap plus two, 180. Obviously, if Chelsea wins 2 0 or 3 1, you don't lose your stake. You agree, Alvaro, having Lukaku around, he's on fire, he arrived with the right foot to Stamford Bridge. Yes, he did. Uh, he scored a couple of goals. One of them, uh, well, both of them actually, very nice against Aston Villa. The first one just uh, dribbling past an opponent before a slot in, uh, sorry, uh, smashing the ball into the net. And the second one actually smashing the ball into the net uh, in the aggregate time of the game against Aston Villa. Romelu Lukaku is going to provide uh, Chelsea something that they didn't have last season. A player who is quite clinical. Last season, Chelsea was uh, one of the worst teams in terms of conversion in the Premier League for all the chances they created, which weren't many because uh, Chelsea is not uh, storming with chances. Chelsea is different. But uh, for all the chances they were creating, uh, the likes of Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Pulisic and all the guys they had up front, they didn't uh, capitalize a lot, uh, which uh, cost Chelsea a little bit in the Premier League. I know that Frank Lampard uh, was there until January and Chelsea was a different team. But, uh, you know, this Chelsea is so good tactically and it's so difficult to score a goal against them because their defense is amazing. And Eduard Mendy, and I have to agree with Daniele because he's been a year saying this, he's a great goalkeeper too. Uh, Chelsea keeps a lot of clean sheets. So this Chelsea is very well equipped, not only uh, now for the league because they've got Lukaku, but for the knockout tournaments because they've got as well uh, the defensive capability. Okay, uh, I think that uh, Mateo Kovacic has improved a lot as well. In fact, he scored a beautiful goal against Aston Villa the other day. The squad is very, very, very strong for Chelsea. And even though they were not very impressive against Aston Villa, they won, they won so comfortably in the second half. They could even uh, make a lot of substitutions. Uh, Saul played 45 minutes. Um, so I think that, uh, generally speaking, this is a great moment for Chelsea. Uh, I still don't understand why. Uh, teams don't uh, play counter-attack football against Chelsea because I think that this team will struggle a little bit against the tight defence. The, the type of defence that Manchester United faced against Newcastle, I think that can be difficult to, to break uh, for a team like Chelsea. And then Zenit, uh, you know, they've got... Uh, they are topping the Russian Football League, uh, which is not a great achievement so far because that football has gone down in terms of quality and level. Uh, some players are interesting there. Wilmar Barrios, the Colombian, uh, he's a good midfielder. Malcolm, uh, the Brazilian, he has got a really good summer winning the Olympic Games with Brazil as well. But I cannot imagine uh, Chelsea uh, dropping points here. So I'm going to say Chelsea to win both halves. I like that one. That one that pays 250. But if you think that Zenit has a slight chance, go for the double chance, of course, because that pays. 5.30 for the Russians. No chance, I think, for Zenit to get uh, anything from Stanford Bridge. Uh, then let's go for a very difficult one, in my opinion, at least for the outright market. We have Dynamo Kiev 
Benfica, Dinamo Kiev, they won the Ukrainian league last season. They are still first also this uh, season. In the previous Champions League, they only could qualify for the Europa League because they had Barcelona and Juventus in their group. And now they also have uh, Barcelona and Bayern Munich. So I guess for these two teams, it's going to be very difficult to qualify. Alvaro, although Benfica, they started the season so well, all victories in the Portuguese league, and also they had the tough uh, preview games to qualify for these group stages, especially they were able to suffer, but they knocked out PSV. Slight favorites, the Portuguese team, though. I would say so, yeah. I think that Benfica last season, they failed not qualifying, not qualifying for the Champions League after having invested a lot of money, uh, not only on players, but also on Jorge Jesus, the manager. And this season, Jorge Jesus cannot afford not winning the Portuguese title to start with. And I think that Benfica should progress in this group. They top their own league. Uh, they got 15 points out of 15, I believe. They are already four points ahead of Porto and Sporting Club Portugal, even though those two teams have played each other this weekend, obviously. Uh, but Benfica is good defensively. They have considered two goals in five games. Uh, they've got the likes of Otamendi, Bertongen, and Verissimo, uh, a Brazilian player who started, uh, who played for Brazil the other day, and, uh, you know, another promising centre-back, I guess, from the Brazilian factory. Uh, that plays for Benfica. Uh, then some other players like Tiaremchuk, they can make the difference up front. Darwin Núñez is a striker that I rate as well, the South American striker. And uh, let's see how Dinamo, Dinamo Kiev can do in this game. But I'm going to go for the over 2.5 goals here. That plays 2.05. And uh, yeah, that is my favorite bet because as much as I think that Benfica is going to qualify in this group, it's just still to be proven how good they are going to be in the championship this year. So, I'm going to go for, not for the outright market, for, but for the total goals market. And I think that the over 2.5 goals is something very likely to happen here. Interesting clash because it's the experience of, the, of Benfica with all those journeymen against the youth of Dinamo Kiev. Uh, this is a team that's top of the league. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's got a really interesting crop of young players that come through the ranks also of the Ukrainian under 17, under 19. You know, Shaparenko, I think, is the top one. Great goal he scored against France. He's the new number 10 of Ukraine. We saw them at the Euros as well. But you also got Mikolenko, Zabarni. These are all under 23 who played last year in the Champions League, played the Euros under Shevchenko. Now they are starters in the Ukrainian team. So again, they are building that experience and the fact that also in their league, they got Shakhtar, who's challenging them for the title, makes them a little bit more competitive. Nonetheless, they are top of the league, of the Ukrainian league. They kept three clean sheets in the last four. Yes, they are in a tough group. They were in a tough group last year as well. They finish uh, third. Uh, for this one, I fancy them because I think uh, if we say that the Russian movement as a football is in decline, I think the Ukrainian one, they found good managers, they found good players, I think is on the up. And, you know, I won't be surprised if in a couple of months Shevchenko will go into one of the top teams in Europe. Maybe look out for it, obviously, as a manager, not as a player. Dynamo Kiev to score, we, we wish. Dynamo Kiev to score first, 2.30. Well, both teams, they need to win this game if they want to challenge uh, Barcelona, I guess, for the second spot of this group uh, where 
Bayern Munich is a big favorite to qualify and to top the group. Then let's go to the French champion, Lille. They are playing against Wolfsburg. Very bad, tough start of the season for Lille. They only have five points in the league and, and as Alain was uh, predicting in our league and show, they lost against uh, Lorient in the weekend. So very bad start for Gurvenek men and Wolfsburg the opposite. Uh, Danny, perfect start of the Bundesliga. We didn't rate this Wolfsburg very highly, but Van Bommel is doing a great job. They are not conceding, probably they are playing as the manager. Very defensive, <laughs> very tough to beat, very tough to score. And they beat the newly promoted team first away in the weekend, but they only conceded one goal in the first four games of the Bundesliga and I really like the odds for Wolfsburg to win in France actually. No surprise because last year they were the best defense in the Bundesliga only conceded uh, 24 and they play a team that is Lille. The last year was the best defense in Ligue 1 only conceding 23 but now they already conceded 11 so you know completely different form you know interesting with Wolfsburg the fact that they could rest a few players that we can the rest Brooks Babu Roussillon and they showed a lot of endeavor in their 2-0 win away uh, you know they the three up front with Daghorst Valsmith Mecha again an exciting team I think they they got talent uh, there you know they got they, they got something there that they can show. Obviously, the question is how long is it gonna last? Because now this is a new challenge again. Champions League and Bundesliga, it's tiring. I know Wolfsburg cannot win, doesn't want to win. It's impossible for them to win the Bundesliga, but playing both games in the same week, you know, is a lot. That's another test for Van Bommel needs to rotate the team. And also in the Champions League, you cannot just sit back, you need to attack. Teams that sit back too much and don't dominate the possession, usually they struggle. But they have a chance because, because they go and visit a little team that is under pressure. They were always going to be. I'm sure Alvaro knows more about them after all the changes in the summer. Uh, I fancy the visitors to take the lead. Wolfsburg to score first. To them. Uh, strangely, Alvaro, uh, Lille is a slightly favourite, although the bookies expect a drop. Yes, I guess that because they play at home, uh, they, they play in the, at the Stade Pierre Morgon. Uh, I think that uh, this is, as I said before, the group of death, uh, because Salzburg, Sevilla, Lille and Wolfsburg, they've got a similar quality, even though I believe that Sevilla is slightly better than all of them. But still, um, I think that in this group, you know, we're going to have a lot of nail-beating games, and uh, perhaps with nine or ten points, you can go through to the next stage. Uh, Lille, obviously, they won the league uh, with 83 points and uh, just three defeats. This is something that uh, has to has to catch our eye first. I mean, last season they did amazing. Uh, but they've got a new manager because the manager Christophe Galtier departed and uh, now they've got uh, Jocelyn Kurvenek uh, as the new coach. And he hasn't started great. I mean, he got five points out of 15 so far. They lost to Lorient this week. Uh, Gilmar, the good thing is that he was in the score sheet. But this team is still work in progress. Let's see how they do. But I believe that, um, you know, they are going to find it tough in this championship. Uh, they probably get their act together as the season goes by. And then they're playing against Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg is not an easy team. Uh, Lille presents a really difficult challenge because they are physical. You know, but what about Wolfsburg? I mean, if you go to the Bundesliga website and you check the stats, I mean, they are the second team with more possession in the Bundesliga, hence they don't let you play, and they are the third team with most faults 
committed in the Bundesliga. Hence, they don't let you play. So I think that this game can be a little bit, you know, topsy-turvy. Uh, it can be a little bit accidental. Maybe the game is stopped plenty of times. I don't expect a lot of rhythm. So the all right market is something that doesn't convince me here, even though it's quite good for Wolfsburg. But uh, I'm going to go for different markets. For example, the under 2.5 goals is my favorite here. That pays 195. All right, uh, then let's go to Sweden. We have Malmo, Juventus, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what Danny has to say about uh, Juve because they lost again in the weekend against uh, Napoli. But I read uh, some of Danny's comments about this game and you were not that disappointed about how Juventus performed at the Diego Armando Maradona. Of course, really bad start for them. One point after three games, uh, but they must win. They must beat Malmo. They are now third in the Swedish league. The Swedish league, they have already 18 games. Uh, a team that surprised us, Danny, in the preview, especially when they beat Rangers. They also beat Ludogorets, but yeah, that uh, Rangers victory was not really expected. Juventus at the moment, uh, they are paying at a high, high cost every single mistake they do. Every time they make a mistake, they concede a goal, especially with the keeper, Chesney. He's done three or four mistakes already in these three games, and they concede it every single time. Uh, the old situation with Ronaldo was uh, badly managed. I think they are still suffering from that, from that uh, confusion. I think the manager Allegri expected the team to be strengthened a little bit more. And, uh, you know, uh, this is a real test of his managerial uh, skills because he needs to rebuild the team. And I don't think he had that in mind when he accepted the job. However, uh, Juventus at the Maradona, they were missing six starters. All the South Americans and the Ligt was on the bench. Uh, they were uh, put together, was almost a Juventus B, uh, B in, the, in the first half. Uh, it was not the, the formation that we would have seen. Yet, in the first half, they took the lead, maybe in unexpectedly, and I saw a little bit of that old old lady, fighting spirit, a little bit of that grit. I saw that in the first half, they were compact, they were together. However, in the second half, they were suffocated by the rhythm of Naples. They backed off and backed off. They were always going to concede two mistakes, one from Chesney, one from Moise Ken on the second goal. Napoli were uh, the winner. I think with Juventus, uh, the issue is that they had such an enormous advantage compared to the other Italian teams. They won nine leagues in a row and they are almost dilapidating that. They haven't got no project. They've got no clarity where they're going. They changed far too many managers in the last three years. I still say now they should have st stuck with Maurizio Sarri. They would have had more titles. Anyway, uh, for these games, lack of condition, I think, cost them against Napoli in the second half. And they go and travel to a place in a team that's got a lot of conditions. They played almost 25, 23 official games so far. You know, Swedish season starts very early. They were impressive in the, in the preliminary stages. Also, when they went away, especially in player Rangers, they got a couple of players there, Kolak and Birmanovic. I saw them playing also with the national teams. They could be a threat. Juventus needs to react. He will, they will have their stars back. Um, it's difficult to call one. I think the odds for Juve to win... Are don't understand why they're so low over 1.5 goals in the second half 190. 
So you might see Juventus struggling here. Alvaro, the last game Malmo played in the group stages of the Champions League, if I'm not wrong, was 8-0 at the Bernabeu Stadium. Of course, Juventus, they have the European pedigree. They must win in Sweden. I think that they must. And uh, the thing is that they really have to, because this is not a good moment for Juventus after losing to Napoli. I think that Malmo, obviously, you know, they don't, they don't have that Champions League experience. They return to the Champions League for the first time since 15-16. Even though in the group stage, they, sorry, in the preliminary rounds, they beat Riga, Helsinki, Rangers, Ludogorets, some of those opponents, they were tough nuts to crack. Uh, the only thing is that they don't have a Champions League experience, and the only player who has actually, the only player in their squad, in Malmo, who has actually scored the goal in the group stage of the Champions League is Niklas Moisander. So, you know, they get into the Champions League like this, obviously, with plenty of uncertainties. Uh, they are excited. They are enthusiastic about playing the competition. Do they have enough to beat Juventus? Mm, probably not. Probably not. Uh, the truth is that uh, I think that uh, as much as Malmo, they are well oiled right now because they have played over 20 games. Uh, they drew on Saturday. Uh, Juventus uh, needs the points. I totally agree with the, the assessment of Daniele. In fact, I will add more. I believe that uh, Juventus and Barcelona, they are a victim of not having understood that winning the leagues alone is fine, guys. It's totally fine. Barcelona, Real Madrid was winning four Champions Leagues, right? Uh, three of them in a row. But in the meantime, Barcelona should have told themselves uh, the narrative of, look, guys, we are beating in the league to the Champions League winners, so we are not doing too, well, too bad. And Juventus, they won all the titles since 2012, so they were doing okay as well. But, yeah. you know, I think that they lost their mind trying to get Ronaldo, trying to get a better team. And, uh, you know, this is a tricky moment for them because they seem to be a little bit uh, far away from the best European teams. So I'm going to go for the following. An Asian handicap plus one for Malmo is something that I fancy here. If they lose by one, you get a stake refund. This is my bet. Also, we need to mention, you said Malmo, no European pedigree, but the manager is a great, John Daltomasso. Yes. And he's a Los character, Scorpio. by the way. He's Los a character. Scorpione Bianco, the white yeah. scorpion. Okay. He, he's a, Milan. an absolute character, by the way. Yeah. Milan player, and this is the local town of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, uh, Juventus are playing in the south of Sweden, and our last game... Uf, this is very difficult to call, I think. Uh, Villarreal, Atalanta in La Ceramica, Álvaro Villarreal, a team that rested in the weekend in La Liga, three draws. So we don't really know what uh, this team can achieve or can do this season because they were able to put a fight and actually this close to win at the Metropolitano against Atlético de Madrid, whereas Atalanta, but a start of the season for them, four points they lost in the weekend against a very good Fiorentina. Uh, Alvaro, what do you see here? Villarreal, of course, they are playing the Champions League because they are the Europa League champions and they have uh, Europa League king, Unai Emery. Yes, and that's why they were in the pot one in the Champions League. I guess that uh, playing against Villarreal, a team from the pot one, is kind of decent news for the rest of the European teams, no? considering the quality of the teams that you could face in the pot one. Villarreal, well, it's an easier opponent, but all this said, uh, Villarreal beat Manchester United in the Europa League final. They gave uh, a hell of a fight to Chelsea in the European Super Cup. And uh, they were this close to beating Atletico de Madrid. But the thing is that all those games, they were a draw. And this season, they haven't uh, won a game yet. So this can be slightly concerning for Unai Emery. I'm asking myself. I don't think so. Because I think that Emery normally keeps a cool head and Villarreal should stick to the positives. They have uh, managed to give a fight or to put a fight against uh, Chelsea and against Atletico de Madrid. Uh, 
for this game, I think it's going to be very important for Villarreal to play well from the back because Atalanta's pressure up front is quite uh, well known and they do it very well. So if Parejo is playing for Villarreal, who is still doubtful, that's going to make a difference because Parejo has had a, an injury in his calf for the last month, but he could reappear, he could appear in this game. Uh, let's see if Gerard Moreno is fully fit as well because he left the Spanish camp with, a, with an injury, but he hasn't rested in the weekend, so he should be ready for Villarreal. And to be fair, Villarreal this summer, they have understood that if they want to be competitive throughout the season, they have to make an investment, and they have invested some money this season as well. The partnership between the new arrival, uh, Dia and Gerard Moreno, seems to be pretty good. And uh, I think that the key for Villarreal in this game is to play well from the back, number one, and also to slow down the game if needed, which they know how to do very well. Because Villarreal in the, champ in the Europa League last season, they were beating teams who play very fast and they like to rush the thing. So, I think Villarreal, they know how to manage the tempo of the game. I'm going to go here for a very simple bet. Uh, Villarreal to win. That pays 264. I think with Atalanta at the moment, some of the key players are a little bit in Apache form. If you look at Malinowski, Miranchuk, Muriel is also injured. Gosens is back from an injury. And that justifies the slow start of uh, uh, the season. They play with, with more guts than Guile. It's not really the well-oiled machine of Gasperini, what we are seeing. I think it might take time, uh, just because, you know, Gasperini has got a, a model, a system in mind, a couple of new additions, a new keeper, a new centre-back in the Miral. Uh, it, it will take time to assess, but I'm sure they'll be there. I mean, they were the top scorers in Serie A for the last three seasons, so I don't think they've lost their spark out of a sudden. They do depend on some players like Ilicic, uh, like Malinowski, saying they're a little bit mercurial. You know, when they when the light is on, everything works. But when they are not in their day, you know, the team doesn't quite click. But I think overall in the summer, they have strengthened the squad. They brought more uh, depth with uh, Zappacosta. They got Coop Myers from AZ Alkmaar. I think that's a great uh, buy. And, you know, I think it's a stronger team, really. They've used the money of Romero, selling Romero to Tottenham to make a, a bigger team to compete in both competitions because they believe this season they could have a go at winning the title. Uh, European pedigree, they are building it. You know, we don't say, you know, the small Atalanta, but actually it's not that small. It's been, they've been in the, in the Champions League already for three years in a row. Last year, they won at Anfield. Yes, he was, an, was at Liverpool with a lot of injuries, but they still won at Anfield there. They won in Amsterdam them in a very uh, key game. I think Gasperini are gonna, is going to target this game because on Saturday they travel to Salerno, to the newly promoted Salernitana, so that should be an easier game for them. Draw no bet Atalanta, or in other words, Asian Handicap Zero for Atalanta, 1.96. Then if there is a draw, you get your money back, but Danny is back in the Italian team, Alvaro is back in the Spanish team. We will see. Then on like Tuesday, that. what is going on? Uh, so, guys, thanks. Uh, let's see your Aka. Danny, starting uh, with you. Okay, Sevilla, Salzburg over 2.5 goals. Lille and Wolfsburg X2, so double chance. Juventus to win in Sweden. Barcelona, Bayern over 2.5 goals. Dinamo, Kiev, Benfica, another double chance. 1x, total odds 10.47. 10.47. Perfect. Uh, remember that we will write down in the description both ACAS. Uh, Alvaro, yours? Very quickly, under 2.5 goals in Lille Wolfsburg, Villarreal to win the game, Chelsea to win both halves, 
And very simply, Bayern to win at Camp Nou. That pays 27.41. All right, then we have everything as usual to bet on the Champions League. Thank you very much, guys. It's always a pleasure talking with you about uh, football. Thanks, everyone, also for commenting the video with us. You can still leave a comment in the video telling us your tips. And of course, don't forget, you can... Support us by clicking on the like button, subscribing to our channel and click on the bell to get notifications. We will be back with all the football we have uh, in Europe this week very soon. Thanks and see you soon. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.